The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another session here at the Kick Pie Dojo. I am your host slash sensei, TJ Williams, giving you the insight of my martial arts experience. Also giving you my thoughts and opinions on martial arts-based subjects, ranging from movies, TV shows, and certain martial arts situations. Also, I am highlighting certain martial artists from around the world. Okay, so today's session... Um, I did a poll on a Facebook group page um, that um, I did, um, and I, the question I um, put a, put out there is um, the reason why you would sign up or sign up your child for martial arts. Okay, so for, after look at the poll, there was only 15 people that actually voted um, during this polls and. Pretty much, here's the subjects that I put out there. Would you do it for the sport? To become an instructor? Stay physically active? Become more disciplined and respectful? Self-defense? And all the above. So from the looks of the results, out of 15 people, <clears throat> nobody voted for, for the sports. Nobody voted to become an instructor. <clears throat> Two people voted for staying physically active. Three people voted for becoming more disciplined and respectful. Five people or four people voted for self-defense. And lastly, six people voted for all the above. So from the looks of it, all the above, every the people that voted for all the above would do everything that is um the choices that is on here. <clears throat> all right, so since that's... um. Since that's a winner, I mean, at least I don't have to talk about one thing, but, you know, I can talk about everything now. All right, so as I'm going to start with um, for the sport. All right, so, you know, when it comes to doing it as a sport, you know, you got things like the MMA, which um, the top organization is UFC, as well as you got um, other things that are like like other sports, like judo. And Taekwondo, which um, are Olymp Olympic sports. And, of course, you have s such as local, um, <clears throat> local, national, and world competitions. Which, um, yeah, you go to tournaments that um, have, like, different varieties of, comp of events or competition. And of course, with that, you have um, traditional forms. Uh, some people do, like... Um, yeah, open form weapons, uh, open sparring, <clears throat> or I should say, yeah, point sparring and continuous sparring. So that's the type of tournaments that you're probably going to do for the sport. But as far as doing it, it's like if you plan on doing this for a living, I mean, here's the guideline to this. All right. So you're training for like an entire year for tournaments as well as competition i mean you want to be ready at all times see that's at least the price that you're paying for being doing a living 
doing martial arts as a living, especially if you're doing UFC, I mean, you're putting your body on the line for UFC. You, you can imagine like how much beating that you're going to take when you're doing UFC. I mean, I can imagine like you got your top um, fighters or at least other fighters from the past, fighters now, training like year, all year round. I mean, even during this pandemic, they're still training. All right, because you know, you never know. Like, once this blows over, I mean, you want to be prepared for everything and anything. Hey, right? so the thing with doing this, of other than training for an entire year, you're going to be spending a lot of money competing as well as traveling. I mean, that's the thing. You know, you're spending your time moving from place to place. And, you know, you don't get much freedom to hang out with your friends and your family. And, you know, that's just the thing that you choose to do, that you choose to do this as a living. And you're spending all the money competing and traveling. You know, there's no telling when you're going to go home. The only time that's going to have a chance of happening is if you get injured. Yeah, it's going to take a toll on your body, too, when it comes to training, because, you know, you're you're trying to prove to be the best. You're trained to win. You're not there to lose. So you would probably go to a, a lot of lengths to go past your limits that you've never even done before. Just to be able to become the best in the world. All right. To be a recognition, to be a recognition for everybody that really um, watch like competitive sports. Right? And also studying other opponents, other competitors, you know, you, it's not just you that is, that's going to be highly committed to this. You're going to have people that really are like the top, top game or the top people or top hunters in um, competitive martial arts. I mean, you know, you mostly, you're going to look at the world champions, the world champions from, from like all the sports. Cause really, if I mean, you don't want to look past everybody else that's the top contender, but, you know, you want to look at the champion. You want to watch them and see how they win. I mean, that's what they that's what they got to do. You got to be like them. I mean, to be a champion, you got to be able to compete like a champion and really study them. And, you know, really going into, like, tournaments like, um, like, for instance, you know, the tournament that I usually go to or used to go to, I mean, there's Smack International. Um, that it happens in my hometown, Niagara Falls, every year. I mean, I really wanted to go this year, but the COVID <clears throat> kind of slammed slammed the whole thing. You know, I've competed there a couple times, got like one trophy from doing um, open form. Yeah, musical. I mean, yeah, that's when I was used to trick. I mean, I haven't done tricking in a while, so I'm trying to get back to it. I'm trying to at least drop down to that. The weight that I was 10 years ago, so I'd be able to be quick enough and be able to trick again. I mean, I'm starting to get my back foot back, but it's not the not the best. And also, there's another tournament I went to down in um, Moreauville, near um, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, called Kumite Classics. Of course, it's not just um, competitive martial arts. You got like the fitness expo, right? So you got all these people on stage, like showing off their um, muscles and at least their physique, and you know you got, of course, you got the competitive martial arts, same deal, traditional form, all right, um, sparring, uh, open form, weapons, that kind of thing. 
I mean, you're competing in that. All right, so definitely, if you plan on doing it as a sport, really, and also, know the rules. I mean, the rules are always important. You got to be, be really familiar with what the rules are when the competition, because one thing, one wrong thing could really mess up your chance of winning. So really know the rules. I mean, usually the rules are different in um, other sports. I mean, things are legal. Things can be legal in one sport and things could be illegal in another sport. So be familiar with those um, those rules. Really study. And then, therefore, you will never go wrong. All right. So that's for the sport now to become an instructor. All right. So the thing about being an instructor is you want to be highly committed. You want to be highly committed to your um, students. All right. This is you really taking the time like not to be home and try to try to teach people martial arts and really get young hearts to understand that understand your journey for so they can have their own journey all right so one thing about being an instructor is learning how to teach like there's different levels breaking things down and repetition all right, so you it's just more than just teaching, just showing them how to do martial arts. It's teaching them the basics of how to do a martial arts. You no, know, there's the basics that students have to learn <clears throat> before they move on to the next level. It's like really, it's like I teach students like how like the proper stances, traditional stances, how to punch, how to kick, how to block. So that's the main things you want to do before you get them into like the heavy duty stuff or at least get them into like the next levels of stuff is teaching them <clears throat> the basics All right so that's le learn how to teach and or it's more than just learn how to teach that's just teaching them how to do things it's basically you have to make sure you're watching other instructors watch other instructors Really see how they handle kids or how to handle the students. You know, the toughest thing about teaching is kids. It's like you got six year olds and six to eight year olds. You know, their main, let's just say their main mindset is all they want to do is play. I mean, but you know, they're kids. You can't expect them to be like adults, like they can't behave. So, you know, you have to, it takes them a while for them to understand you know you got them certain kids that are disciplined enough to like like really do what you ask them to do but you know you got those certain kids that struggle i mean either they just are just, just either had the like i said before in like previous episode that they're gonna have like mental situations like uh, mental disabilities or maybe physical disabilities that's gonna prevent them from learning I mean, the main thing that could be like a real danger to their learning is uh, ADHD, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. You know, one thing they lose their focus, and then of course they're next. You know, they're hyperactive. They're moving around a lot, and you know they throw a tantrum. So you want to be watch out for that. So that's the thing. Another thing: watch students' reaction. Like see how they react to your teaching. So you don't want to make a a training session or a class seem boring 
And see, that's what I think. That's what the thing I do, what teach him. It's like I don't stick to one thing like the entire class. I mean, I kind of move move to one thing after another after another. It's like I do certain reps of one thing, then I move to another subject or new another thing. And then the minutes minutes later or at least a couple minutes later I get back to it and then want and then see how they do. I want them to I do things more than once. That's the thing about repetition. It's doing everything more than once <clears throat> so they can at least remember it so they can train at home. And usually what I tell them when they train at home is three to five minutes. It's not an hour or half an hour. I mean, I don't want to treat their training as work. I want to treat it as them trying to get better. No, you want them to get better at their techniques. And you, another thing, you want them to understand that. It's muscle development, you know, it's just not just doing it. It's you doing it well enough so you can hurt somebody. All right, so that's the whole concept of teaching. All right, All right so that's being an instructor, all right? Oh, yeah, definitely. You want to make sure you know what you're talking about, too. It's You want to get those kids life lessons. So that's the whole concept of being an instructor. Life lessons. It's like you, you're trying to compare their training to what what life can be. If you were out in the street trying to find a job, you know, it's, it's more than just knowing what you're doing. It's doing it well, doing it right. So this that's just the thing. Okay, number three, staying physically active. This should be easy. Alright, so for those that are planning on staying physically active, one thing for sure is like you want to make sure, well, you, if you're starting out and you're not in shape, I mean, one thing is you want to take everything that you learn in class and try to build yourself. It's more than just going to class and trying to do the techniques and trying to keep up with the class. It's like doing outside stuff. Like for me, it's like... You know, I'm doing this martial arts stuff. And also, I'm doing, like, I go to the gym. Yeah, I go to the gym, try to stay physically active, like, lifting weights. All right, kind of doing cardio. Um, even doing HIT. Yeah, high-intensity interval training. I mean, usually that's how I do my training, is intervals. That's the best way to train. It's like you're setting, like, a certain time. Well, the best time, the time bout or time ratio would be Tabata. It's like 20, 20 seconds of work, 10 second rest. I mean, that's the best way to build up your cardio. And um, so really, you want to make sure you're phys physically active. Like you'll be, you be able to take class without any injuries and be able to keep up because it's, it's a lot of hard work, especially when you're testing for black belt. Expect you're going to be like winded if you're not physically active or even don't got the endurance. So that's one thing that's um you want to focus on. All right, so phys being physically active. All right, so becoming more disciplined and respectful. Yeah, you can imagine like how many kids that we get in there that are not Discipline and respectful of course that's basically a kid that's the whole concept of being a kid it's like you it's gonna take you a while to know 
like discipline you know you got those certain kids that are disciplined enough and respectable because you know their parents they don't take crap but you know you got those certain parents that um well you know they put their kids down and it's just sad you know you got certain parents that are that ride their kids so hard that you know they become mentally and emotionally damaged okay so i got a message like I mean, I don't want your parents to take it the wrong way of what I'm saying. It's like, that's usually, you know, when kids come in for martial arts, you know, they're coming from a long day, like a day from school, a day in school, you know, they're dealing with other teachers. You know, there's certain teachers out there that like the, they know, you know, they're just there for the money. They're not there to really educate kids. And that's sad too. And you got, you know, other kids that, um, really put them down too you know kids kids don't either don't learn any better just to literally encourage other students to do better but you know that's usually what happens so that's what we do in martial arts you know like teach people discipline like discipline is basically hard work working hard i mean really training i mean really not just to overdo things but just to really Find your limits and you're training to go past your limit. All right, so that's what you're going to do when it comes to discipline, working past your limits or working yourself to a new limit and then going past that limit, going past that limit until you feel comfortable, until you feel strong enough. All right, so that's the thing. That's what gets you like beyond. That's what gets you um to the, the next level. It's other than being physically disciplined, it's being mentally disciplined. It's like you know what you have to do, but you have to feel what you gotta do. It's like you gotta listen not other listen to your listen to yourself, but listen to your body. You know if you have if you know your body is is like um it's at a limit that you can't go past, and one thing is you gotta stop where you're at. Right, so that's really what this one. As far as respectful, it's not just respecting others; it's respecting yourself. That you're really putting putting the effort to go into martial arts and really doing anything, being respecting yourself. All right, never doubting, always really trying hard to make do the next level. All right, so that's pretty much discipline and respect. All right, lastly. Of course, you got self-defense, right? And I really made an episode of the ethics of self-defense, right? One thing, people, that that's the main reason why people do martial arts because, you know, you get that certain person that gets bullied or that needs to have that fire and um, then they need to learn self-defense, need to learn to protect yourself, all right? So that's, self-defense is yet good. But on the other side of the coin, you know, as an adult or maybe as a kid, you want to think of legalities. All right. So I mentioned that in that episode of um, the ethics of self-defense. So if you haven't listened to that, I mean, get a look of that. So if you're looking for self-defense, <clears throat> really look at uh, um, the legalities of of what's what you could of the law pretty much. Legality is the law. I mean, one thing you say when you're in a street fight, 
I mean, you say there's no rules. Of course, there's rules. I mean, don't think that there's rules. I mean, if you're caught fighting or if you're caught even trying to kill somebody, I mean, that's breaking the law. You're going to you're gonna get in trouble. You're going to get arrested. Right? And certain things, you're going to have certain people out there that that are watching. They're going to say... They're going to say anything they want, or literally, they're going to say what they see, what they observe. Like, if they see you on top of the person, like, of course, there's nobody around, and you're on top of the person beating them up, and, of course, somebody comes in, and they see you, they're going to think you're the aggressor, knowing that you're the one that was protecting yourself. But, you know, like I said, a witness they're, they're going to go by what they see. They're not going to go by what they what you said. I mean, really. And one thing, police, they're, they're there just to get the report and make an arrest. They're not going to defend you in court. So one thing is, you know, if you're in trouble and you, get, you have to go to court, I mean, one thing is, if you're talking to a police officer, one thing is to say, I was in fear for my life. I want a lawyer. I mean, that's the two things you only say. You don't, and that's the whole thing about the Miranda rights. That's what it says in the Miranda rights. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be held against you in a court of law. And you have a, but yeah, and it says you have a right to attorney too. So that's the thing. That's why it says you have the right to remain silent. So if you're in a situation meant or in a self-defense situation and yet you end up knocking a person out. All right, and then of course the police officer asks for a statement. You and you say, "I was in fear for my life, and I want a lawyer." I mean, chances are you you you'll get arrested because really you you were in a fight, so you'll get arrested. You get taken to the police station, but yet in there, at least you got a chance to talk to an attorney. That's um. That's that's present, and you'll be able to discuss that with the attorney. Because you de never tell anything about the, tell anything to the police. The police can't defend you in court, or yet they're not a witness. So hopefully, <clears throat> that the person that's watching doesn't go against you. So that's the thing about self-defense. So self-defense, I mean, it's real good. You know, you learn how to be aware. <clears throat> I mean, one thing is you want to be like. Oh, aware and you want to have fast reflexes so that's the thing about self-defense <clears throat> that you want to think about and another thing think about self-defense is uh you know you get to learn how to like pressure points and certain vocal vital points all right so with that you know you got um your your eyes your nose and you got the throat, you got the soreplex, you got the groin, and you got the knees. So that's pretty much the vital points you want to go for when you're doing self-defense. Right? So that's the whole self-defense. So if you're planning on signing up, I mean, you that's the five choices you got. I mean, you got for a sport. I mean, if you want to make a living and <clears throat> do like UFC or even being in the Olympics or do local, national, or even world tournaments. I mean, that's... That's up to you. I mean, you're willing to spend that time and money to really travel the world and face and be well and highly recognized. Then, then that's 
that's something you do. And of course, if you're going to be an instructor, I mean, being there for your students and being there to teach, you want to be prepared at all times. You want to, honestly, you want to be there before your students get there. I mean, that's like my pet peeve. It's like, you know, I got a full-time job and, you know, you know, my job like likes to put more work on, work on uh, some detailers and, you know, I end up getting real like antsy. It's like I have a high pet peeve of being, being late to places. I want to be there on time. That's the thing. I don't want to be late for my students and nevertheless, I don't want my students to be late neither. You know, that's the problem I had with previous classes I taught. You know, you got certain parents that either don't respect the rules. I mean, really, I'm here on time for your child. So there's no reason that you shouldn't. I mean, if you're going to be late, I mean, that the most respectful thing that you got to do is like call and tell me that you're going to be late. I mean, usually you got those certain parents that want to be late on purpose. They want to be late like all the time. And like, really, it's like if it's like an all time thing, you mean, at least let me know. But if you're just being late on purpose, you know, that shows disrespect to me as well as the, the, the Christ studio. I mean, I want kids to be there on time to be able to know what's going on. I mean, I understand that there's situations but, you know, if it happens like every week, then that's that's why. Um, no, that's that's really disrespectful. All right. So you want to make sure you're on time. All right. Staying physically active. I mean, the one thing that you want to do if you're going to be in a martial arts doing martial arts training, I mean, join join a gym or at least have a private gym in your home. Really look at like certain videos of strength training as well as cardio that's what it's going to take for martial arts you want to be physically active then you have to at least stay physically active i mean not only inside the studio or inside the dojo but outside the dojo i mean that's the thing you're training yourself to be better and be strong so really it's not pretty much rocket science i mean you don't just go there and you you think it's going easy? I mean, that's the oh, that's another thing about that I wanted to mention, like McDojos. All right, so certain Christ studios that just give their belts out, you know, they just give you credit for being there, and then you learn it, but you just get your belts. You know, the whole concept of getting your black belt within a year—that's that's a bunch of crap. <clears throat> I mean, it should take like years of discipline and hard work. And really being physically active to be able to attain a black belt. You know, really the average year is f like five to six years to be a black belt. I mean, really, it's a long journey, but you got to be willing to do it. But, you know, you got these McDojos making money and, you know, you want to keep them happy. You want to keep the parents and the kids happy. But in the other side of the coin... I mean, you you give a, a kid a black belt within a year. I mean, you pretty much are taking away the years of training that they need to be a black belt. I mean, they just get the black belt and they just leave. And the next thing you know, some person, they tell somebody that I'm a black belt. And then the next thing you know, they get the, their butts kicked because they forget the, the, the learning, forget the, learn, the teachings that they did. 
But then the next thing you know, they said, it's my fault that I didn't train long enough to, like, really become a physical black belt. I mean, really, that's the thing that I don't want to do. All right. And then you got more discipline and respectful. All right. So if you're that type of person that has, like, a temper or an attitude, I mean... Really, martial arts teach you how to be calm and disciplined and respectful. I mean, you want to, people to look at you as a decent person, not an animal. See, that's the thing in martial arts. We don't teach students to be animals. We teach them to be decent people. We teach them to be aware of out in the real world. You know, that's the reason why I'm such a nice person. You know, I know I have my standards of, you know, if somebody gets me angry, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to be that person that uh, wants to take it out on them and be an animal. I want to kind of discuss it in a nice way. It's like, you know, you're, you know, you're being real disrespectful. I know I'm, I know I'm being irritated, but you know, you're being irritated too. But you know, I don't want to be a, a jerk about it. So that's being disciplined and respectful. And self-defense, of course, you yeah. You know, you want to be able to be able to protect yourself out there, but you want to think of you want to protect yourself with um with care, and you want to think about the legalities. All right, so that's pretty much the whole concept of why you want to sign up for karate. So that's pretty much the vibe I came up with. Okay, so that's it for this session of the Kickpod Dojo. All right, so tune in next week. For another exciting session here. And I'm going to come up with another exciting episode. Something that I haven't came up with before. So I'm yet looking for guests. So if there's any guests that is highly trained in martial arts. And wants to share their experience. And want to be highlighted on my show. Right, feel free to contact me. All right, I got my Instagram um, accounts. The KickPod. So contact me on there. All right, and also, yeah, just uh, give a heads up. Yeah, tune into my previous episodes on BICPBRadio.com, all right, Apple Podcasts, as well as Spotify. All right, this is your sensei, TJ Williams, bowing you out right now. wings and going. Is this wings to go? <laughs> Who wants some hot wings? Warning, Seven Wings 6 features food-based stunts and stupid performances, either by the professionals or under the supervision of trained professionals. To ensure that these hot wings are eaten correctly, according to the BICBP and the producers, must insist that no one attempts to recreate or unknowingly eat any of these hot wings. Infernal and suicide wings are no joke. Leave it to the professional idiots that do these stunts and activities. Watch Seven Wings Six. Seven Wings Six. What will we do next? Whatever, Whatever the, the f- we want. want.